this morning they've sung about uh, an all-powerful God who created everything. They've sung about a, uh, uh, a creation that declares God's glory. They've talked about reconciliation among humanity. Now, you may not have heard those words, but we saw it in, in the skit. And these are all points that the musical made, but the, the, the point I want to make very quickly this morning, and I promise it's very quickly, y'all are going to, the, the restaurants aren't going to believe y'all are Baptist when y'all get there this morning. Uh, it, it, but, but you're going to get out well before 1130, I think, maybe. Um, I want to focus on one point this morning that they brought out in the, the skit, in the musical, and it's actually the sign on the, on the uh, clubhouse there. Everyone welcome. That's, uh, that's what should, that's what does describe the faith, Christianity. Everyone is welcome. It's what should describe our church. Everyone is welcome. If you are a guest here this morning, as I said earlier, you're welcome. And you're welcome here not just this Sunday, but every Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday. And anytime things are going on, you are, you are welcome. We want to be a welcoming, loving, accepting church. But we also want to preach the truth and teach the truth. Uh, we're not going to welcome people at the expense of telling what the Bible says. And what the Bible says is what I want to focus on briefly this everyone welcome idea, Romans 1, 16 and 17. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Paul would share the gospel with anybody. Go into any town, any place, his desire was to go to all of the known world, as far as he could go. And when he wrote to the Romans, the church in Rome, his plan was to use Rome as a jumping-off point to get to Spain, the, the edge of the world as they knew it at the time. That's where he wanted to go because he knew the gospel needed to go to all places. So he, he wanted to share that gospel with everybody for a number of reasons. One, he knew that it could save anybody. There's nobody here this morning whose sin is too great that Jesus Christ cannot save you by his blood. There's nobody here. There's nothing you've done. There's nothing in your past. There's nothing in your present that can keep you from God if you come to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no sin too great. The flip side of that, though, is there's no one here so good that you don't need the blood of Jesus in order to make it to God. You can't be good enough. No matter how good you think you are, you're not good enough. You can't make it. There's a, there's a standard, and you don't meet the standard this morning, and you won't meet the standard. You still, in order to be right with God, need the blood of Jesus, and that's the power that Paul knew of the gospel. It can save the equally. It can save the most hardened sinner and can save the most goody-two-shoes do-gooder. They both need the gospel in the same amount. You both need the same amount of the blood of Jesus to be washed clean. Paul knew that power. He, he also knew he was not ashamed of the gospel, and we don't mean ashamed like it embarrassed him, but he was willing to proclaim it. He knew that the gospel wouldn't embarrass him in the sense that it wouldn't do what he said it would do. 
He knew absolutely if he preached the gospel, it would make the change that the gospel needed to make. It had that power. The second thing he knew about the power of that gospel is that there was no barrier to the gospel. He says to the Jew first, also to the Greek, what he's saying there is everybody. It doesn't matter your lineage. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your nationality or your status. The gospel is for everyone. So I don't know where you come from. I don't know what your background is. I don't know who your mama was or who your grandpa was or, or what that even means to your family. What I know that is that no matter who you are, Jesus can save you. So it doesn't matter your personal actions, and it doesn't matter where you come from. Paul knew, and I know, that the power of the gospel can save you no matter what. The third thing we see in this verse that Paul understood, and, and the reason Paul would share the gospel with anybody, is because he knew that the gospel, that salvation is based on God and not us. Paul knew that if, if, if we depended on ourselves to save ourselves, we'd fail. We can't do it. But Paul knew that because God did it, it could save the most hardened sinner. It could save the most goody two-shoes do-gooder and it could save you despite any race nationality status or family history that you may have he knew that because it was God he said it is the righteousness of God in that verse it, the righteousness of God is revealed that righteousness of God is two different things that righteousness of God first of all is what we get when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior we get the righteousness of God it is as if we've never sinned. We are completely cleansed of all the sins we've committed and all the sins we will commit. It's as if it never happened. We, are, we receive that righteousness. But it's also the righteousness of God that actually transforms us, that changes us. That righteousness is the power within us. If God were not righteous, he couldn't save us. If Jesus were not sinless, his blood would not cleanse us. But because God is righteous, He can save us. And we can count on that righteousness. We are made righteous like Him, and we are saved because of His righteousness. That's the call to all this morning. Everyone in here, the call to you is, the gospel can save you. Paul said, it is the salvation, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. There's a response necessary on your part. Just because you're at a church this morning or attend church every Sunday or do a few good things, maybe tithe, maybe join a church, that does not mean you get to go to heaven. It's not your works that will save you. It is your belief. It is your faith and trust that you place in Jesus Christ that will save you. And only that. Don't try to earn your salvation you're going to be terribly surprised at the end of your life that you could not earn it. And it shouldn't be a surprise because Scripture is clear. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So what do you need to believe? Well, Romans 3.23 says that all is sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's you and that's me. We've covered that. We're sinners, all of us. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. That is what we deserve, and that's what we will get because of our sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift 
of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We have that gift. We have that opportunity to receive it, to believe. Romans 5.8 says, God proves his own love for us, and that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the gospel. Even though we were sinners, even though we deserved death, God sent his son to die for you and for me. And that is enough. That's all we need. Not your church membership. He doesn't need your money. He needs your faith. That's what will save you. Because Romans 10, 13, whoever calls the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Belief, trust, faith. That is where your salvation comes from. So this morning, I want to ask you, if you were to die today and you faced God at, at, at pearly gates or whatever we envision is the first thing we see, and, and he were to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? If your answer is anything about you and you doing something, earning it somehow, I was good enough, I went to church, I did this, I did that, the answer you'll hear is depart from me, for I never knew you. If you want to hear, enter into my rest, well done, good and faithful servant, if that question were asked, then your answer must be, I placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There was a moment in time when I asked Jesus to save me. And if you've not done that, I pray this morning you will do that. We're going to have an invitation. The kids are going to sing. Uh, one, I don't remember the name of the song, uh, but one of the songs they sang earlier, they're going to sing. We're going to have a time of invitation. If you would like to pray with me, you know, I don't understand this gospel thing you're talking about. Can you pray for me that, that I'll get it? I'd love to do that. Maybe you want to grab me at the end of the service uh, out in the back and say, I, I, I want more information about this. How can I do that? Any adult, I'm going to put all the VBS workers on, on notice here, any adult wearing a green T-shirt like this, they should be able to explain to you, because they've been doing it to the kids all week, how you can be saved. Explain to you what the, the answer to that question is. Maybe this morning you have other needs you want to pray for. You want to come and, and lay something here at this, not an altar, but that's what we call it. You want to pray at these rails. You want me to pray for something else. You want to join our church. You need to make another decision. Whatever it is, now's your time. As Donald comes and leads the kids, I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to pray. Kids are going to sing. And this is your opportunity to decide this morning what you're going to do with the information, with salvation that Jesus offers. Lord, I thank you again for this opportunity this morning. I thank you for the kids giving of themselves to do this, the adults that led it, others that helped. God, I pray that this morning that the gospel message has been clear and that you are drawing the hearts of people in this room today. There may be confusion. There, there may be uh, some, just some doubt. But God, I pray that you would remove all that. Work through the confusion. Work through the doubt. Speak to their heart and tell them, this is what you need this morning. You need me, and, and I pray they would come forward for prayer with questions.
God, that you would move in this place and that the lost will trust you as Savior this morning. As we sing, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.